That's real good. Yeah, greeting you with the holy words, peace. It's a blessed day and a blessed time. Yeah. All right, all right. And I'm going to take my mask off. You can hear me if you put it on, but I'll be, let you see my whole face here. We've been talking about um, if there's any time in this country or the world that we need to be more physically, excuse me, spiritually fit to be able to handle all the stuff that's going on. As an athlete, you always, you're trained to do everything you can uh, to be the best you can be. And you come up with certain things to uh, physically get you to a point that you can be able to do the things that you have to do, whatever that position or sport is. And there was, uh, uh, some people are familiar with a team in Florida. They called the Florida Gators. They were practicing, and one of the deans or doctors or scientists went out to the field and was watching practice and saw them, and they were losing so much weight because they were losing fluids. Now, you got to remember, athletes always try to get the advantage on others and, and get the advantage to help their bodies. And so, uh, long story short, after watching these athletes lose all of the fluids, he came up with some of his people and the scientists, he came up with a drink that would help them to replenish all of those fluids back. It was called Gatorade. It's called Gatorade. And so that's why when you drink Gatorade, it really comes from the University of Florida, the Gators. All right, so athletes do things to help themselves to be better. And then somebody else has one now that's called uh, Power Aid. So they're, they're doing something to put in their system to aid their system so that they can get everything out of it. All right? And then other people come up with some stuff now they call energy drinks. So that when you're about to fatigue, you drink these drinks and they give you energy. You see, always trying to get the edge, or always doing something, uh, putting something in their body to stimulate their body so that they can still reach this, the physical height that they need to do in whatever position or sport they're in. It, it just makes sense. You learn that as an athlete because, see, when you do these things to get that body strength, the vitamins and stuff that they use, then you can play at an excellent level. Are you understand that? You can play at an excellent level. Well, let me tell you. I want you to say inner strength. Inner strength. inner strength gives you the ability to have spiritual excellence. And as a, as, as a Christian, hear what I'm saying? As a Christian, we're in a spiritual warfare. That's right. The scripture says that we're in a spiritual warfare, so we should do everything that we can to put in our spirits, to aid our spirits so that we can be the best we can be and overcome some of the things that Satan puts in front of us because it's a war. So Paul was, when he wrote the book of, of Ephesians, he was telling him first about the things that he was going through and where he came from. 
And one of the parts in there, he, came, he says that he was the least of the saints because he was still dealing emotionally with some of the things that he had dealt with the church. And we all do that sometimes. Uh, we get in positions in the church and we do things and every now and then we get in our heads and we go back to how we persecuted the church or the position or the title or whatever. So Paul was talking to them and you can read that when you get home and he's telling them about the things that uh, uh, he had done and, uh, and but yet God's grace uh, uh, forgave him and so he called himself a man of grace. He's a man of grace. Are y'all with me? Because of the things that he'd done in his past, he didn't feel worthy about it, but God felt worthy enough and loved him enough, as the prayer was, loved him enough to forgive him for all those things and, and actually the greatest Christian of all times so, and, and poured his grace upon him. And so now Paul's calling himself, as he writes this church, he writes this letter, he calls himself, he didn't say this literally, but I'm saying this for him, we would call it today, he's a man of grace. You see, and so sometimes some of you sitting and some of you all listening in here, sometimes you get down on yourself, but if you believe in the gospel the way the gospel says and you, God has forgiven your sins, you saved, you are a woman of grace. All right, and, you're, uh, and so listen, when you become a wo woman of grace, then God placed you where he wanted you to be. Whether you feel worthy or not, it's not the, not the point. The point is he felt worthy enough for you to be there. And so as, as he calls you a woman of grace or a man of grace, then, then you can't look at, I don't think I deserve to do this. Yeah, you deserved it because of what he done for you. Yeah, and I say this sometimes as, uh, when I'm talking that I'm living better than I deserve. That is true, I'm living better than I deserve, but thank God that Jesus Christ thought I, I deserve that, all right? And, and the Father loved me so much that he would give that sacrifice through his son that he made me a man of grace. And so me being a man of grace, he puts me in a position, okay, uh, that he can use me as a vessel to teach others. And it's, that's why he uses people. He usually takes people who've lived on the other side because those people really, see some people are not very good at it because they, Brother Ray, they ain't been saved from nothing. But when you've really been saved from something, you really understand God's grace. You see, and I can stand here today and tell you, he saved me from a whole lot of stuff, but now I stand as Pastor Fields and what made me worthy is I'm a man of grace. I'm a man of grace for what God done for me. And uh, there's a song, and that's all. You talk about amazing grace, uh, there's a whole bunch of us in, at home, and some of us is in here, we know about God's amazing grace because God's amazing grace has made us men and women of grace. And that's what's made us worthy to be able to do these things. And so he tells them, even in his suffering, okay, even in his suffering, not to worry about him, that that, that, that was a way of, he had an inner strength, that he wanted to introduce them to the strength that he had it helped him to get through what he was getting through so that it would help him to get through because there's no place in the Bible, no place in the Bible where it says that we're not going to go through something. And we're in some trying times right now. So we remember that? I said there was a, a drink called Powerade. Some of you probably saw that. Maybe we drank Powerade. And, and then we got Gatorade. But now we, we, we need God aid. Right. See, we need to take a drink of God aid, all right? and power, take a sniff, a sip of power aid from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
and that will assist us in to be able to be the Christian people that, yes, because we need aid. You know, we need aid to help us with this Christian walk, and we really need aid right now. So every now and then I have to drink some, some God aid, uh, and I have to drink some, some, some power Holy Ghost. I have to drink some, some Holy Ghost aid to help me to go through this. And so after Paul had told them these things, as I'm talking to you all, I'm talking about inner strength. Inner strength gives you excellent strength. You see, inner strength, you can become an excellent Christian. Yes, you can. If, you're, if you have that inner strength, when the Holy Spirit gives you that inner strength, then you can, have, you can experience spiritual excellence. The Holy Spirit gives you that inner strength, then you can experience spiritual excellence. And we're not a church over here where we don't believe that we can't be excellent because that is a challenge that the Bible gives us when it says to us, be ye holy as your Father is in heaven. So it, we, we here are trying to reach excellence in everything we're doing. And uh, our, our praise team has done an excellent job uh, of, of getting us fired up for the lesson. And so here's what we're talking about in this lesson. He's talking about inner strength so that we can have excellence. We want excellence, right? Inner strength is going to lead us into an excellent Christian life. And inner strength is going to help us to get over some things that we couldn't get over unless we had the spirit of the Holy Ghost to deal with that. We all of this sicknesses and viruses and homicides is all, every time you turn the news on, it's something bad, all right? And you can get caught up into that. And then just physical things that some of us have been through, some of you may be going through that. So if you have the inner strength, you will be excellent. You will be in excellence because you're going to overcome whatever it is. And excellence is a good thing. So what he does here, uh, he does here, he writes this letter, and then he's going to do a prayer. And I want to focus on the prayer because I really want us to really get this. And I may do the affirmation first. I really want us to really get this. I have an affirmation that I use sometimes. I am breathing in and absorbing strength from the Lord. I am breathing in and absorbing strength from the Lord. That's my power drink, right? That's my power aid. I mean, I am breathing in and absorbing strength from the Lord. And when I do that, it aids me and gives me strength. And I keep absorbing that strength from the Lord, which helps me to accomplish anything that's in front of me. Because none, nothing is too big for God. All right? And here's what hurts us sometimes. We're breathing in and absorbing the wrong stuff. But over here, we're breathing in and absorbing the strength from my Lord. Say that, I'm breathing in and absorbing the strength from the Lord. And that's the way we want to live our life. Anytime you get weak or you run, it's called the second wind. See, some, in running, there's something called the second wind. You don't believe you have it, but you do have it. The second wind, see, that means you didn't lost the first one. And then you get the second one. In the Christian life, it is the same way. When you run out of the natural air and you need the spiritual air, you breathe in and absorb your strength from the Lord. I know that God will keep every promise he has made. And that is one of the things that's why we read the Bible. That's why we read the gospel. We look at his promises and we know that God will keep every promise he has made. All right, there's a little book and I tell you, all my members should get it called The Promises 
of God. It's a little bit, doesn't even cost five dollars, I don't think. And so when you when you go get down in your spirit, you can read that and it will be like a power aid to you because you will trust in the promises of God. And what that means is lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways, huh, acknowledge him, huh? And he will direct your path. So that that's that. All right. My trust is in the Lord who supplies my every need. So no matter what I need, no matter how fatigued I get, my trust is in the Lord and he will supply me of my every need. If I'm in the grief, he'll, he'll, yes, he'll supply me what I need. When I'm angry, he does everything that I need. It's his, that's where my trust is at. My trust is in the Lord. And, and then the last part says, I go, I, excuse me, in good cheers, I carry on. In good cheers, I carry on. And so I'll read that when we finish. But this is what this message is about briefly, is I want to help you to understand that there's more inside of you than on the outside of you. And you remember we've done classes in Bible study, and some of you were in Bible study, and you're 10 10 times bigger, excuse me, a million times or a billion times bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. The reason you're so big on the inside than you are on the outside is because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And so when, uh, when the Holy Spirit empowers me, I become a big man. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so Paul, and no, no greater man than Paul, we're not talking, we know Jesus. We're talking about Paul here now and us. We're none of us is Jesus. But no greater man that made sacrifices for the gospel than Paul. He made a lot, of, a lot of sacrifices. The man was beaten a lot, and he had some sicknesses and some things he dealt with. But he still was an excellent Christian. He still was an excellent Christian. I did not know until I, I think I was listening to, uh, I can't think, what's her name now, Joyce Myers. Is that her name, Joyce Myers? Mm-hmm. I was listening to her do a message the other day, and I got in part of it, and she was talking about having breast cancer and uh, hysterectomy. She was talking to the women and telling them that and how she had to fight through that. All right, well, guess what? That comes from in here. That comes from in here. You see, and she's a very powerful lady. And many ministers and pastors have went through things because people think because you have a pastor or you are a big Christian person that you don't go through anything. Well, that's, that's, that's a lie. We go through things, but we have the formula. We have the formula. We live it on God's promises. Here we go. So we're going to start <laughs> off in Ephesians 3, starting at verse 14 from the voice. It is for this reason that I bow my knees before the Father. Now he told his story to them and what he went through, and he's in jail, and he's got a chance to say, for this reason, he's bowed on his knees before the Father. Mm-hmm. Okay? After whom all families in heaven above and on earth below receive their names and pray. And so he, what he's doing is he's really trying to, to get them to get a better understanding of his prayers for the saints. His prayers for the saints, kind of like in the position of any pastor that loves a shepherd that loves his people or her people. You see, you, you want them to know that you're praying. And I'm just going to use this point for me. And you calling their names out. You would be surprised of how many times some of you all in my head will go past. And I say, I wonder how so-and-so doing. And instead of calling, I go in prayer. Because sometimes people don't know how, how they're doing. And usually when a pastor calls, or even a friend calls, oh, I'm okay. Well, see, but the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit shows me and puts you in front of me, then I know you ain't okay. All right? 
or he could be revealing to me things to come. All right? He prays, Father, out of your honorable and glorious riches, strengthen your people. This is what I'm talking about. This is my prayer for Christ to North and his friends. I'm asking the Heavenly Father out of his honorable, gracious, uh, uh, gracious riches to strengthen us. Because, see, we, you know, we don't know how long some of these things are going on. And even if the virus passes, there's always going to be something else coming along. We, there's never a time when there ain't something there, you see. And if it's not us that's dealing with it, we know somebody that's dealing with it. And so this prayer is, he's praying to, for the Father, the Heavenly Father, to strengthen his people. And this is what Pastor Fields is praying for his people. Father, strengthen my people. And we got people going through some situations and circumstances, and, and some of them are doing well, but their family members are not doing so well. Right. And so we need strength, right? In verse 15 from the message puts it this way. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Now, see, he's asking God to strengthen us by his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. The, in, let me tell you, when your physical body fades out, the Holy Spirit will strengthen your spirit because we're in a spiritual warfare. This, some of this stuff is not physical. It's a spiritual warfare. And he says, I asked him to strengthen you by his spirit. And so, when I pray sometimes, I pray for the Holy Spirit to strengthen me, to strengthen me. And sometimes before I get ready to come in here and to speak, I anoint my, you all should do that. I anoint myself and ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen me and to open up my eyes and my ears that I might hear what the Spirit is saying so I can deliver it to the people. And so here's what he's saying. And this is what we need. This is a time now where we need to be strengthened in our, by the Holy Spirit. We need that right now or you'll fall apart because we don't know what's coming, all right? So again, strengthen you, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. And he's talking about a glorious inner strength. People. It's what's inside you. It's, it's, it's remember that Powerade? You remember that Gatorade? It's what, see you put, you drink Powerade and Gatorade, you put it in your system and it helps your system, right? Well, we need something in the spirit. And so we need the Holy Spirit to strengthen our spirit. Because see, you can go along. I've seen people, some people pass out and fall out in life where other people keep, keep going. And people ask, how can that person keep going through all the things that they're going through? The reason they can is because the Holy Spirit has strengthened their spirit. Yes. Yes. All right? That glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you. See that? You I love that. I love that. That what? That glorious inner strength that Christ will live where? In you. in you. We're looking for the wrong thing. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic here. Some things you don't need to be on your knees for. It, you already got it inside you. God has given you the tools and the power inside you. So we're looking up for something that we need to look into. So sometimes you need to ask the Holy Spirit, say, I submit myself to you, Holy Spirit, indwelling Holy Spirit. I'm turning this over to you. I'm moving myself out of the way, and I'm allowing you to take over. He'll do that. He'll do that for you. Okay? Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And that's just what I just got through saying. Christ will live within us as we, and his spirit will live with us. We'll say the Christ spirit as we open the door and let him in. Yeah. See, he, all the Holy Spirit wants is an invitation to come into your life so he can take control of what you've been trying to take control of. You see, I'm telling you, this works. You can ask the Holy Spirit to come in and take over your life. 
take over your marriage, your, you know, your finances, your job, your situation, your circumstances. If you move out the way and submit to the Holy Spirit and say, come in and take over. Take over. And situations, and there could be some situations where you don't want to, some people don't want to get on folks, say things to folks, get on your knees and tell the Holy Spirit to do that because he's not shy. All right. Verse 16 from the Passion. The reason I got these here like this is because I'm sincerely wanting Christ Temple North and our friends to understand that there's something in you called you have the, the spirit inside of you will give you the tools to live a good life. I'm going to say it again. The Holy Spirit within you will give you the tools, yes, he will, to live a good life. I promise you that. Amen. All right? I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory in favor until supernatural strength. Now, I love this. He's got to un see, unveil that to us. It's already in you. If he's unveiled, it's already in us. This unlimited riches of his glory in favor until supernatural strength. Supernatural strength. Man, that's powerful. We have supernatural, supernatural strength means, that's my second win I call it. I done, got out of, I done got out of my natural strength. Now I've got out of my natural strength and now I'm walking in supernatural strength. You see? You can, we can wear a big S, like Superman had. And people ask you, why you got that Superman thing? No, this is supernatural strength. I got that, I got that, hey, wait, I got that when I got saved. I got that when I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. I'm not walking in my normal strength or natural strength now because I've gotten saved and I prayed to God to empower me and the Holy Spirit has baptized me and the Holy Spirit has taken over my life and the Holy Spirit now has given me supernatural strength. And supernatural strength means that Satan got to flee. He can't deal with supernatural strength. Are y'all with me? He can deal with natural strength, but he, he can handle you with natural strength, but he can't deal with you when you got supernatural strength. All right, are you with me? And that's in you. You see, sometimes you have, you, have, you have what you need. Sometimes people have what they need, but they keep looking for stuff. And they already have what they need. And they go a whole lifetime looking for something that they really don't need because they already have what they need. Because what they have, what they need is already inside them. So sometimes we're looking for answers every place but inside, where the Holy Spirit will reveal to us and give us the answers of what we need and the power to back it up. Amen. All right? That supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. I love that. I love that. That supernatural strength will flood your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Right. It's in you. All of this is right in you. Yeah. See, Satan doesn't want you to know who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to know what you have in Christ. Satan would never have, he would rather have you on your knees praying for something that you already have than you getting wise enough to know that you already have something you ain't got to get on your knees and you ready to kick his behind. I said that. Yeah, you got to get, you on a wall. The Bible says you're in a spiritual wall. We trying to win this thing. I quit trying to win this thing and allow the Holy Spirit to come in with his supernatural strength and I'm winning. Because he can't lose. And I'm winning. And the same thing is in you. 
okay? Too much, too much stuff going on in our heads. Step back and allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Submit yourself to the Holy Spirit and, and all his riches and all his power, explosive power in you. You can't help but win. That's at anything. All right? Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. I love this. Wait a minute. I love this. Using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Everything, everything the Bible keeps telling us is already there. You see? It's kind of like looking, going looking for something all over the place and you got it at home. You can go a whole lot of ways with that, right? You see, it's kind of like looking for something in all places, and you got it right at home. People are looking for strength and looking for answers and looking for victories and all this stuff, and it's already in here. It's already in here. Looking for power, looking for strength, and it's already in here. All right? I love that. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. And, and it will become the very source and, I mean, the very source and root in your life. That's where it's at. We need to get now spiritually, I'm talking, I was going to say spiritually arrogant, but I'll say holy boldness so you'll get it right. We need to start living in holy boldness. Start living in holy boldness. And people will look at you and think that you're trying to be something you ain't. But no, you're trying to be all that God created you to be. And, 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 his, and, and, and it's a great thing. It's a resting place for his love. He rests within me. And he gives me all the strength and the superpowers that I need within me. You see, in here. It's in me. I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. It's in me. It's instilled within me. He, I gave him an invitation. I asked him to come in to be the Lord of my life and take over my life. I gave him that invitation and opened the door. When I opened the door, he came in and took over. You see, and listen, listen you all don't know it, but years ago when you'd go to somebody's house for dinner or for something, you're supposed to bring something. Right? You all know that. Well, yeah, I, I, that's how they used to do it. They don't do that now. But you used to go, if you go into somebody's house and they invited you to their house and they get this invitation and they come in and they bring, they bring gifts. Well, there was a time in my life when finally I didn't have what I needed and I, had, I gave the Holy Spirit an invitation to come into my life and he opened the door. And when he opened the door, he came in and said, here's some gifts. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's right. He, 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 he brings, Brother Trevor, when he comes into our life, he brings something. He brings gifts when he comes into your life. You see, and you, you receive something, huh? He don't come empty-handed. He comes bringing us things, bringing us gifts. Hallelujah. All right. Verse 17. Fill their souls with the power of your spirit. And this is a, this is a prayer that Paul says. He says, spirits, fill their souls with the power of your spirit. Let, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, fill, fill my, soul my soul with the power, with the power of, your spirit. of your spirit. That's what it's all about. That's what the whole thing's all about. You have power just doing that. You have power. 
You, you invited him in, and now he's giving you power. Yes. Keep going, please. And that is so that through faith, the anointed one Jesus. will reside in their hearts. And see, through faith, the anointed one, Jesus, will reside in my heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. Guess what it does? All right. When others hate, you got the power to love. All right. Huh? Yes. You see what I'm saying? When people try to put a burden on you so heavy that, that you want to fall down, you got the power to stand up. You got it. You got it. Yeah, you do. I'm telling y'all. Trust me, it's true. Keep going, please. May love be the rich soil where their lives take root. And he's praying. He wants Christ temple north, like he said. And we heard this prayer this morning by our brother, talking about love. Said the, the Bible says, may love be the rich soil where, you know, it can take root in our lives. Man, wouldn't that be great? You see, that would be great. If people love, thank you, if people love one another, if love was the root, okay, in the hearts of men and women today, we wouldn't have all of this confusion and politics and craziness and, and, and um, all this killing that's going on. We wouldn't have all this hate and abuse. This is why he's, and some of this is church folks. I didn't say safe folks, I said church folks. All right, here we go. May it be the bedrock firm, solid, and reliable, where their lives are founded. That's what we want it to do. We want to live a solid life. Yes. Solid. Yes. All right, here we go. So that together with all of your people, they will have the power to understand that the love of the anointed. Meaning the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to hear, the love of Do you know why? How could Jesus love you and you be empty? You need to ask yourself that. Jesus comes in your life and his love for you empowers you and gives you everything you need. Some of you in here I know want for nothing because of the love of God. All right, here we go. So that love of Jesus is infinitely long, wide, high, and deep. So he loves me so, I mean, it's incredible. It's so long, it's so wide, it's so high, it's so deep. He loves me that much? Wow. Yes. Folks talking about nobody loves me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. That love surpasses everything anyone previously experienced. And we've, all of us thought we experienced love until you meet Christ. Yes, then you really experience love. Okay? God, may your fullness flood through your entire beings. Yes. He's talking about us. He's talking about us. Your fullness flood through our entire beings. It would stop all the homicides. Mm -hmm. Folks getting shot down in the streets. Yes. It would stop all that. Not controversial, hear what I'm saying. It, I would wear a mask, not because I like to wear a mask. I would wear a mask to protect you from all right. Right. You see, wouldn't be any fights, wouldn't be any arguments. Because it wouldn't be about me. It'd be about people. You see? I. Uh, when it, you have to make decisions, and uh, when you love your people and God gives you the love that he puts in me is the love that he has for you, then I have to make a decision that I can to protect the people, and that was to shut this thing down yes. and to do it this way. Not fear, but love. All right? 
The verse 19 from the message. Test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives. And this is what we want to do here, live full lives. One of the worst thing to do is to be on your sick bed and have some wished our shitters. Live a full life. Full in the fullness of God. Get everything out of it that God would have you to get out of it. All right? Now to the God who can do so many awe-inspiring things. And I love what he ends his prayer. The God who can do any what? All-inspiring things. All-inspiring things. Immeasurable things. Immeasurable things. Things greater than we ever could ask or imagine. Things greater than we could ever ask or imagine. Through the power at work in us. The, through the power that works where? In us. In us. Where? In us. Where? In us. Then we ought to be living the fullness of life. That's right. You want to live a good life? You want to live the fullness of life? Invite the Holy Spirit in. Amen. Oh, man. Right. And let me tell you, it's a good life when you invite him in. Right. Keep going, please, and we'll finish it up. And lastly, to him be all the glory in the church and in Jesus the anointed from this generation to the next, forever and ever, amen. And for him to be the glory in Christ Temple North and his friends in Jesus, the anointed, from this generation to the next. And then he says, amen. I'm breathing in and absorbing strength from the Lord. I know that God will keep every promise he's made. I trust in the Lord who supplies my every need. In good cheer, I carry on. That's a promise God gave me. That's how to live. Take a deep breath and just breathe and absorb the strength from the Lord. Breathe in with me. Breathe in with me. Breathe in with me more time. And then say, I know God is going to keep every promise he's made. I know God is going to keep every promise he made. And my trust is in the Lord. And my trust is in the Lord. Who supplies me of my every need. Who supplies me of my every need. And in good cheers. And in good cheers. I carry on. I carry on. Amen. Amen. Father God, we come, first of all, thanking you to give us an opportunity to say thank you. We don't have enough time to thank you for all the things you've done for us. Matter of fact, we're not even aware of some of the things that you've done for us. But you've done so many things for us that this morning we want to take time out to say thank you. And despite of all the confusion and the chaos and negativity, you have blessed us and we thank you. And we continue inviting you into our hearts, our minds, our souls, our bodies, and our spirits. We give you an invitation to do that. Right now, to just come in right now, people in their homes, just right now, invite you not to come into the house, but to come into their homes, the people in there, into their hearts, and that the homes of Christ Temple North and the friends of Christ Temple North will experience this power, experience this love, will experience this greatness, this immeasurable things that you want to do for us and with us. We want to experience that, and I want them to experience that. I want them to keep breathing and absorbing your strength I want them to keep looking and living on the promises. I want them to keep trusting in you because I know that you will supply them with every needs. 
I want them to live a life uh, and, and, and be able to say, I live a life so good that I go on and I carry on and I just can't, I can't live without you. We can't live without you. So we just ask you, we invite you to stay in our hearts, to stay in our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We invite you in, Holy Spirit, and you want you to ever abide with us. We thank you, and we thank you for the gifts that you brought with, it, with you. In Jesus Christ's name, and all in agreement said, amen. amen. <clears throat> all right. Once again.